gentlemen from the great state of Brooklyn, Neil Diamond. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. I listened to a lot of the Bill Michaels show today. It was a good installment. Even some fun technical difficulties. It's just fun to hear Ben, you know, under the gun a little bit. Reacting to technical difficulties. I was listening to the Bill Michaels show today. A lot of good stuff. Unfortunately, no Neil Diamond. But I loved the discussion they had. I think it was in the 12 o'clock hour about the sale of the Washington Commanders. Daniel Schneider selling the team and they're selling it looks like although it's not 100% confirmed but it looks like 99% confirmed that it's a group led by Josh Harris who owns the Sixers and the New Jersey Devils and I thought Ben made a pretty interesting point as a Sixers fan why why, why is a man who owns the Sixers invested in the city, city of Philadelphia invested in the 76ers why is he now investing in the rival of the Philadelphia Eagles something I've been thinking about today and I know Ben tweeted out a Twitter poll, but man, if Mark Atanasio were to buy a stake in the Detroit Lions, I'd be mad. He bought a soccer team in Europe and we're mad about it. So if we didn't already have such a jam-packed show tonight, I think we we might talk about this. Maybe the sale goes final. It looks like there's a couple of other groups still in the mix. It's not 100%. But I thought that was a good topic. I, I didn't think that got enough run on the Thrill Michaels show this afternoon. Tip of the cap to... Ben Kenny, content creator, producer extraordinaire. We're going to talk to Ben between now and 6 o'clock. I don't think he'll want to discuss Neil Diamond. Uh, It doesn't really seem to be up his alley. This is the Wisco Sports Show. It's Neil Diamond week, day four. Man, has it been a blast. little short change yesterday. The Brewers broadcast wrapping up at around 5.50, 5.45. So we only had about 12 minutes, but that's fine. We'll make up for it tonight. We're going to talk to Ebo, my radio father. And a big Neil Diamond fan, somebody who's seen him in concert, loves to feel a little Neil. So we're going to talk with him at 4.30. Looking forward to that. I want to talk Packers at 5 o'clock. I got some things to say about the comments from David Bakhtiari when he went on Bussin' with the Boys. It's really funny to hear, like, serious news people have to say that. Like, I was watching a clip from Pro Football Talk, which is Florio and Chris Sims. And Florio has to say on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. And it's the same with Zach. Like when Zach has to say something that sounds kind of dumb in his sports updates. It just makes me laugh. And uh, and the Packers are at a stalemate with the Jets. Uh, David Bakhtiari says on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. It's just funny when official sports people have to say stuff like that. So I want to react a little bit more to that. And the news that Aaron Rodgers' uncertainty if that's a good word, about his future. I guess that spooked the Jets a little bit. Interesting. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. I do want to start with the NBA Lounge because it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a good old-fashioned NBA Lounge, and I take a little blame for that as, you know, the person who's in charge of doing the show. The only person who's in charge of doing the show. It's my fault, but we were at spring training for a week. Naturally, we were going to talk about baseball. The Brewers have started their season, so we've been talking about the Brewers. We've been talking about the Aaron Rodgers deal seems like the NBA Lounge has flown under the radar. We haven't given the NBA Lounge its due. So tonight I want to do that. And if you'd like to join me, you can. 608 uh, 601-321-1670. 608-321-1670. Uh, 
uh, you can text the show as well. Tweet me at Wisco Grant. I want to do the play-in lounge tonight. Justin Garcia, our friend with the Bucks and our jam band correspondent, texted me today. He said, hey, do you want me in the NBA lounge? Now that he's been in the lounge once, he wants to keep coming back. I said, hey, let's do tomorrow. We'll do an extra special NBA lounge to wrap up Neil Diamond Week. And we'll do the playoffs tomorrow. Today, I want to talk about the play-in. We're going to do a play-in NBA lounge because we've had some really great games this week. Let's start with Heat Hawks because the Heat could be the Bucks' first round opponent. We'll see and we'll close the NBA lounge here in a little bit by talking about the Bucks and their first round situation. Heat Hawks, game one was Tuesday night and it was a blowout for a lot of the game. And then the Heat got close at the end and then the Hawks pulled away. 116-105, the final score. I'll be honest, and I said this the other day, I didn't watch a lot of the Hawks or a lot of the Heat this year. I just gravitated towards different teams. And it's not personal. It's not personal. It's just the Heat and the Hawks aren't very good. And I'd love to watch both. I wish the Hawks were good. I wish the Heat were better. Heat-Hawks is the greatest rivalry that has never happened. Right? When the Hawks geared up and they started getting good and then the Heat, like I was like, ooh, they're in the same division. They're going to play each other a lot. That'll be a good rivalry. Never really got off the ground. Neither team is very good. The Heat just aren't very good. They're impressive, but they're not good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm impressed that the Heat were a shot away from the conference or or shot away from winning the conference finals last year, a shot away from the NBA finals. It's really impressive to me that they can win games starting Gabe Vincent and Max Strews. That's impressive. That doesn't mean they're good. I think they do a lot with a little, but they still only have a little. The Atlanta Hawks are the definition of average. 33 straight games this year within one game of 500. That's an NBA record. The previous record was 24. They smoked that record. They were at or within a game of 500 for 33 straight games. That's actually insane. I don't think we've talked about that. That's impressive. That's hard to do. You know how hard you have to work to not accidentally win three games in a row or lose three games in a row? This team has been glued to a 500 record or or a record within one game of 500. I want to like the Hawks. They're young. They're fun. They have so much young talent. I feel like every time I watch the Hawks, which isn't very often, they have another young up-and-coming player who pops. Like Onyeka Okongwu is really good. And Jalen Johnson from Nicolay is really good. If you watched the play-in game the other night, you saw him a lot. He was jumping off the screen a lot. He's fun to watch. I really like uh, Ben Kenny's former colleague, former teammate, uh, DeAndre Hunter. They played basketball together. Might have to bring that up later when he joins the show. I like DeJounte Murray. I really like John Collins. I like the Hawks. If I was a Hawks fan, I'd be frustrated that they are 500. They're 41 and 41. If I was a Hawks fan, I'd be asking, why couldn't we have been the Sacramento Kings this year? Why couldn't we have done that? We've had the young pieces. We've had the, the let's say, the blueprint for a while. They just haven't put it together yet. The Kings acquire Sabonis, and they figure it out. De'Aaron Fox kind of comes into his own as a point guard and a leader. The Hawks acquired DeJounte Murray, looking to Trey Young to become a leader and come into his own. It just didn't happen. So I'd be frustrated. Also, I think it's interesting that the Atlanta Hawks, the day of this game, the day of the game, leaked that the front office had the green light to explore trades for Trey Young. How incredible is that, by the way? The day of. They're like, eh, we might trade Trey Young. This is the day of a playoff game. Started thinking maybe the Packers should have done that with Aaron Rodgers at some point. Oh, we got an NFC championship game tonight? Let's get this guy really pissed. Yeah, we might trade him this offseason. Maybe then he could have played great. 
in an NFC Championship game. Not bad or not just good. It seemed to work for Trey Young, who was very, very good on Tuesday night. And that's why they are moving on to play the Celtics. And now the Heat move on to play the Bulls. We'll talk about them in just a minute or two. The other game that was on the other night that was fantastic, the Wolves and the Lakers. It was an entertaining game. It was a horrendous game of basketball. Both teams are bad. They're two bad basketball teams. In the context of the playoffs and in the context of the month of April, the Wolves and the Lakers are bad basketball teams. It doesn't mean that, like, they made the playoffs. They're better than the Pistons, but they're still bad, relatively basketball teams. Went to overtime. Lakers won 108-102. I finally understand Ben Kenny and his obsession with Nebraska football. The Wolves are, to me, what Nebraska is to the sicko mind, college football mind of Ben Kenny because you never know what the the Timberwolves are going to do they could win a game in brilliant fashion they could also lose a game in a fashion that you've never once thought possible the Wolves I said the other night they can overcome any deficit they can blow any lead a player could punch another player they could trade for a 30 year old Rudy Gobert out of nowhere you just never know with the Wolves they are a drug in the form of a basketball team and it's so much fun to watch I'm excited to watch them again in the play-in. I love watching the Wolves. I hope they make the playoffs desperately. Now, the Lakers. The Lakers are moving on to play the Grizzlies. Lakers talk is out of control. We cannot... Actually, I'm I'm not going to say we. They. I'm going to say they. These people in the NBA media and in the sports media, they can't talk about the Lakers because they're either terrible and Russell Westbrook is a vampire and Anthony Davis is a powder and he's made of glass or they're the favorite to win the title. There is no in-between. I have not yet heard this week an analyst say, the Lakers are doing some really nice things. If they get lucky, they could go on a little run. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not enough. That, that's not strong enough. That's, that's That doesn't have enough meat on the bone. The Lakers are going to win the title. I bumped into an old coworker two nights ago, leaving work in downtown Lacrosse. Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Lakers. Lakers going to win. They're headed to the finals. I'm like, what? We weren't even talking about basketball. You're, you're telling me about the Lakers? What? Everyone's loving the Lakers. And it's not just enough to say, hey, they're healthy. They're fun. They can play a little defense. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 Finals. I'm trying to think of another team that we do this with. Where the, the discourse just runs wild. I'm looking at a list of NFL teams right now. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the Cowboys discourse, while it's wet and wild, I feel like it's decently balanced. I don't know if there's an NFL team that we do this with where they're either irrelevant and they're bad and all we do is badmouth them or title favorites, all-time team. I'm not sure if there's another team in American sports that fits this profile. Really is fascinating. And again, it's not a me problem. It's it's a them problem. It's a, it's a they problem. It's not an us problem. Pelicans Thunder last night was awesome. That was a good basketball game in a way that Wolves-Lakers wasn't. Wolves-Lakers was entertaining. Pelicans-Thunder was entertaining. Pelicans-Thunder was actually a good game of basketball. The Thunder have so many young, exciting, talented players that are on the come up. I love Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy is in my top five favorite NBA players. I think Giddy, Giannis, De'Aaron Fox. Mm, who else would I throw in there? Maybe Johnny Davis. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Johnny Davis. Yeah, I, I might put him in there. Tyrese Halliburton, for sure. I love Josh Giddy. And he had some bad moments in the fourth quarter in, in like two or three possessions back and forth. But he had 31 points, 10 assists, nine rebounds. Yeah, pretty damn good. He had three threes. Love Giddy. I love the Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder 
is a great example of how to rebuild without hitting the lottery and drafting LeBron or drafting Zion or, or drafting the, the far and away head and shoulders number one prospect, right? Like you have those years where you just know if you get the number one pick, your franchise is set for years to come. The Thunder haven't had that guy. Now they drafted Chet second overall. He might become that, but he didn't play it all this year. The Thunder have Jalen Williams, who is a middle first round pick. They acquired Shea Gilgis Alexander in a draft. I don't remember where Shea was drafted, but it's not like it was one or two. Josh Giddy, much of the same. Right? The Thunder have done a great job of, yes, acquiring lots of first round picks, some of them lottery picks, some of them not. But the Thunder are a great example of how you can rebuild a team and build a team that could turn into a contender without needing the Zion Williamson lottery, without needing to hit the LeBron James lottery. There is hope for teams that just can't seem to get that number one pick. And I'm glad that the Thunder were rewarded last night. The Pelicans, on the other hand, I like the Pelicans. They have a lot of exciting players. I think they've done some good things. I think they've done some dumb things as well. But New Orleans just had the most frustrating year possible. The most frustrating year possible. No team wants to have the kind of season that New Orleans just had. In football, in baseball, in basketball, college basketball, college football, this, this transcends sport. No team in any league at any level wants to have the type of season that New Orleans just had because New Orleans' season is now over, and they're looking around thinking, we're in the exact same place that we were at this time last year. Because remember, the Pelicans made the playoffs last year. They played the Suns, and we're like, man, this team... I, they're they're going to get eliminated. They're going to lose. But this is a really nice team. Look, at I like Willie Green. I like their coach. He got some really nice pieces. Man, when Zion gets healthy and rejoins him next year, this team's going to be legit. And then the same thing happened with Zion. I watched them in the play-in again last night. I think, man, I really like Brandon Ingram. I like Herb Jones. I like Trey Murphy. That's a good team. The veteran McCollum and Valanciunas, that's a good mix. They just need, oh, Zion's still hurt. So now the Pelicans go into next year thinking the same thing they were thinking when they went into this last year terrible spot to be in at the very least if you're not making the playoffs and going farther than the, you did the year before you want to know more you want to get more clarity you want to get more decisive they're in the same spot they're still in a holding pattern with Zion and that sucks now the Bucks potential opponent could be the Heat or the Bulls right the Hawks are now going to play the Celtics and probably get ramrodded the Raptors were eliminated last night the Raptors Bulls Heat all very annoying matchups for the Bucks. Not in the sense that they could beat the Bucks, although you know we've seen weird things happen in the playoffs before. But the Raptors are weird because they got the fans in Toronto that I just hate. I hate going to play there. The Bucks have a history with that team. There's something mental. I just I don't want to see the Raptors. The Bulls really annoy me because the Chicago fans, well, I guess they exist, but they seemingly only pop up when the Bulls play the Bucks. And the crowd's really annoying. I just, I don't know. And DeMar DeRozan and Levine can get buckets. DeRozan could go for 60 every night for a week. And I feel like 20% of NBA fans would notice. Like DeRozan, I see tweets about DeRozan all the time. DeRozan's the first player to do this since Wilt Chamberlain in 1963. And no one talks about it. No one cares about it. So the Bulls have some guns. They just don't really have anyone to defend Giannis. And they're not as deep. They're not as athletic. They can't rebound. They can't defend. But it would be annoying. The Heat, there's still this weird perception that the Heat are, are some kryptonite to the Bucks. Why? Because they, they beat him in Disney World that one year? I don't take anything seriously from that year. Well, the Heat, they're the... Really? Did you watch the playoffs two years ago? The Bucks dismantled them. 
Heat fans normally leave in the third quarter. They were leaving right after halftime in that series. So I'm going to be annoyed. No matter if they play the Bulls or the Heat, I'm going to be annoyed. I miss the days when the Bucks would play the Pistons or the Magic in the first round. No drama, nothing annoying, just a crummy team to beat up on for a week and a half. I miss that. I really miss that. Let's talk NBA awards. I'm frustrated by this award season, not because Giannis isn't going to win MVP. I'm just frustrated on the whole. Just big picture frustrated. So we'll wrap up the NBA lounge when we come back. And then we'll talk to my radio father, Ebo, from The Zone over the line in Madison. He'll join us at 4.30. A lot more of the Wisco Sports Show coming up. Stay tuned. This was my first recording ever, and it, we did it about six years ago in the United States. Very excited about it, and, and, and really the thing that I, that I wanted most when I first started was to be able to hear myself singing on the radio. That was it. I, if I, I, at that time, I would have settled for just hearing myself once on the radio and never ever doing anything else again. Just once, to be able to turn on the radio and, and realize that it's you. This was the song that I did it with, and uh, finally it came to be, and we'll do it now. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. It's Neil Diamond Week. And if you'll remember, you historians, those of you who've been with us for a couple of years, we do this every April. Uh, Solitary Man was my first overall pick. The number one song off the board in our Neil Diamond song draft we did with our friend Ebo. Last year, Ebo's going to join us in about 10 minutes. I have the results of that draft in front of me. I wonder if Ebo remembers. Think you remember what songs he picked? I would have guessed two or three of these. I remember Solitary Man was first off the board. You always remember number one overall picks, right? Kyler Murray, Miles Garrett. Uh, I was going to say Mitchell Trubisky. He wasn't number one, but he was close enough. We could still hold it over Bears fans' heads. He was basically number one. 608-321-1670 if you'd like to join the show. You can text the old number as well. I'm hanging out in Madison today because I'm going to a concert tonight at the Sylvie. Appreciate our friends, our Madison affiliate, The Zone, letting me come in here and cramp their space. And you're like, Grant, what do you mean? They're not there. Well, Kenny and Heilprin will be at 6. And I I assure you that Zach will want me out of the studio at at 6.01 on the button. So I, I will say thank you. They're accommodating me. You can text the old number. I got that in front of me as well. And you can tweet me at Wisco Grant. Open the show at the NBA Lounge. A couple of texts here. Uh, Jared and DeForest says, I guess the Hawks are going to take the Celtics to seven games and finish the season one game under 500. Keep the trend going. That would be great. I would love to see that. I'm dying to see the Hawks in a competitive, entertaining environment. That's why I I wanted for the longest time. I thought the Heat and the Hawks were going to become this great rivalry. It just never happened. The Hawks are really fun, and they're young, and they're fast, and they're entertaining, and they shoot lots of threes. And we saw the other night against the Heat, they can play physical, and they can play mean and rebound the ball, and it just doesn't amount to anything. They're just a 500 team. I'm hoping for a good series against the Celtics because those are two fun teams. I want some fun games. I want a fun series. Six Foot Steve 
says, why is playoff basketball, even these playing games, so much more interesting to watch than any regular season games? I despise the Bulls and the Raptors, but I watched more of that game than I did the first Bucks regular season opener after they won the title. Is it the effort? No, I don't think it's the effort. I mean, there's stakes. How's that? I mean, it's a very simple answer, Steve. There's stakes. It means something, right? And if you are not a diehard Bucks fan, like you are a Brewers fan or a Packers fan, like I watch the Brewers every night because I'm a Brewers fan, and I like following along with the day-to-day, and I like listening to the pre- and the post-game shows and following along with the podcast. If you don't love doing that for the Bucks, then you can look at the scores, and you can follow along and wait until there's a game where there's actual stakes. Right? It just depends on how you watch and how you fan. 608-321-1670. Let's go to the phones. Hello. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Cone. Cone. What's up, Cone? How are you today? I'm doing lovely. You know, Christian Yelich just left town, which is great. <laughs> Got him out. Robbing, robbing the local economy here. I, uh, I'm having Ebo in a little bit, and I'm going to ask him because his callers are they're aggressive. We get some aggressiveness on this show from time to time, but the callers are pretty mellow. Ebo's callers, I- I'm dying to ask Ebo what they've been saying about Yelich because I didn't even notice until today. Bill Michaels mentioned it. 21 strikeouts, seven walks so far. I did not realize the numbers yeah. were that backwards. Yeah, it doesn't look good. No confidence like I was, I've been saying for the last year or two. You know, he, he does these off-season interviews, and he's just like, yeah, you know, I suck. I had bad years, but, you know, that's baseball. What are you going to do? And, you know, you like you like to see your guys have confidence, and kind of like Aaron Rodgers, honestly, because mm-hmm. that dude is the most confident man in the world. Would, and it shows. Would Ryan Braun have ever said anything like that? God, no. Ryan Braun would have found a way to blame this person, that person. He would have blamed the weather. It's not on me. I'm still Ryan Braun. I believe in myself, and maybe that's in some ways a bad thing. Maybe that's cocky. Maybe that's a turnoff, but I want my superstar blatantly confident, like unfounded confidence, because that's how these guys need to be wired, right? Yeah, it's like the Michael Jordan, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Ryan Braun, the Logan Roys. Oh, I yeah. mean, you got to be a tough effort and just know that you're the boss and you're here for a reason. You're getting paid these millions of dollars for a reason. Seeing you brought up Logan Roy, there was a, a quote that I saw on Twitter the other day because – Logan Roy is being talked about a lot. If you haven't seen Succession, I won't spoil what happened on Sunday. But I, I saw a Logan quote from earlier on in the show when the kids were like, Dad, like you need, why should we listen to you? Why can we trust you? And Logan basically said, because when I say something will happen, that thing will happen. And the kids were like, oh, whatever, Dad. But he was right, right? Right up until the end, maybe. We'll see how the season goes. But like, I want Ryan Braun, I want Aaron Rodgers to, to be that way. I'm kind of with you about Yelich. Like, I don't, oh, I suck. I don't want to hear that from you. Yeah, thank you. And I I am fascinated to see how Succession wraps up this season, final season, too. So yeah. I'm really excited to see what happens. And I think if I had to guess, it is inevitable at this point that there's going to be some prequel series of like Logan Roy's come up or something. We can't, we can't just have one show. We need the show to, to lead into the show. I'll say, you know how they uh, they greenlighted, I think it was this week or last week, they're they're starting to produce a show about like the uh, 
like when the was it Robert's Rebellion or like one of the Targaryen things pre Game of Thrones and everyone was like why didn't you do this before House of Dragons like this is what we want like we have so many prequels we're we're getting more than like we're arguing about which prequel should be made next I, I don't know if I love it but some of these shows like Better Call Saul was fantastic but we are a little prequel heavy yeah definitely I mean that's that's kind of the way the media industry works now with it's all just the same IP, you know, these, these series, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. It's all about just expanding that world, which I like, except for Marvel. I hate Marvel. I do as well. Nothing against you if you like Marvel. I just think it's it's too much CGI. It's too many weird spaceship creature thing. I don't know. I can't wrap my arms around it. I like and, old man TV. You know, you're getting a little too famous. Too, with the Marvel actors these days. I mean, like, Harry Styles is in it. Yeah. You got Paul Rudd. Like, I don't know. What did you I'm think, just... last thing before I let you go, what did you think of Lizzo and Jack Black in The Mandalorian? Very contentious in the Star Wars circles. I was not a fan of it, honestly. Like, it just really threw me off. Like, you know, for the most part, Star Wars has had pretty unknown act- actors yeah, and actresses. Yeah. Like, you know, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Who the hell was he before? Hayden Christensen. I guess, wow, I don't know who that is. Well, you know, they could have probably cast a little better than him. But. <laughs> Maybe they should have gone with a known. Yeah, no. I yeah, honestly. Maybe that would have been better. Well, I'm going to let you go, Cone, because i got to get to my radio father, Ebo, coming up in a few minutes. It was nice to hear from you. Yeah, can't wait for Neil Diamond week to be over. But uh, are we still getting fins up tomorrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are we going to do that? Oh, shoot, I didn't even think about that. I'll have to Is there any collab out. between Neil Diamond and Jimmy? I'll look on Reddit. That'll be my next project. I'll find something, I'm sure. All right. All right. Thanks, Well, Cone. good luck with the draft. Bye. Yeah, thanks. Have a good one. Cone Roller. Find him on Twitter. That's where he does a lot of his work. Let's take a five-minute break. We'll come back and uh, keep Neil Diamond Week going with a big Neil head, someone who loves to feel the Neil. Ebo, my radio father from The Zone, will join us next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, and it's Neil Diamond Week, day four. It just gets better as the week goes along, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. I can't wait for tomorrow. We're going to have our friend Justin Jackstraw Garcia on from the Bucks Radio Network. I know he loves Springsteen. Part of me thinks that he probably can't stand Neil Diamond. And Eric Eager's going to join us tomorrow. Wouldn't be surprised if Eric Eager's never heard of Neil Diamond. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun thing to explain to him. Our next guest, my radio father, the host of Over the Line, on our Madison affiliate, The Zone, and a big fan of Neil, a man who loves to feel the Neil, uh, Ebo. Hello, Ebo. Welcome. Mm, Grant, thanks for having me. I was just snapping my fingers and tapping my foot. Uh, a little Desiree. Ooh, <sighs> mm, nice touch. Well, it's hard not to you know tap your foot to a, to a song like that. It's It's been a great Neil Diamond week. I got to say, last year was a little bit better because we had all these bits that we hadn't done yet, and I feel like I can't redo bits from last year. Like, we did a song draft, which was, by the way, I went back and listened to it. It was awesome. Like, I'm like, wow, this was good content, but I feel like we can't do that again. Do you, by the way, remember the songs you would have taken in said draft? I have the list in front of me here. Let's see how good your memory um, is. 
I will say that, like, I, I wouldn't say last year was better. Uh, each year of Neil Field yeah. and Neil yep. is is its own special entity. Good so point. it's it's not better or worse. It's always just great because it's Neil Diamond. That's a good point. Um, I, gosh, I would say I think Desiree might be on there. Is Desiree on there? It was. You snagged that in the final round. That was great value. Um, Outstanding job. I do job. believe uh, I have. Did I have Forever in Blue Jeans on mm-hmm. there? That was that was the meat and meat and potatoes. Of your draft. Yep. That was your third round pick. I would say, girl, you'll be a woman soon. First one off there. the board. A karaoke tune of yours, if I remember correctly. Uh, indeed, it is. Uh, I would say uh, America. Yep. Yep. And the only other one, very, very lyrically. Based, you're talking about the lyrics of the song and just how they cut deep. Oh, bless America! You got to remind me because they all cut deep for me. I well, that's a good point. I am. I oh, said. Oh, I am. I said. Oh, unbelievable! I literally was. I literally listened to it this morning on the way into work and was singing to it. To so, no yeah. one there, not even the chair. When you drive into work, by the, I'm curious. When you drive into work at what time do you drive in? Four fifteen? Four thirty? Four. 420, 430, somewhere in there. All right. Do you bla- do you have to blast music really loud? Because anytime I'm up early in the day and I got to get going, like I'm like I would lose my hearing. I think if I had to get up and drive as early as you do. Oh, I love. See, I love drive. I love. I love getting in the car and just turning up some music and be able to sing and yep, you know just yep, kind of yep. ease into the morning. Like that's that's it's one of my. I love commuting just so I can listen to music and your Neil Diamond week has inspired <laughs> me to just go back and listen to all the Neil. I always listen to Neil Diamond, but just. I love driving and listening. Like yeah. it's, it's just like it's therapeutic for me. I do a lot of my thinking there. Yeah, and that or in the shower, one or the other. I'm okay, so I'm the exact same way. But I walk to work every day. So not to bring this up any chance I can, although I will bring this up any chance I can. When I was at spring training, I had every day about a half hour to forty five minute drive to the to the park. Yeah, and I felt I'm not kidding you, Bo. I felt like a working professional. I felt like a CEO getting in my car with my coffee and sitting down exiting mm. onto an interstate i felt like a different man right but that's mm. a lot of people do that every day and i'm i'm sure for those folks it gets old but you're saying not the case you like it i think no, i would like it too. And listen i'm the only one on the road at the time like no one's on True. the road at 4 15 4 20 4 30 in the morning it's just me so i got like i feel like i'm you know in in seinfeld where kramer adopts a highway <laughs> and he paints uh <clears throat> black all over the yellow lines yeah like i can swerve everywhere and just do it like i have the road all to myself not that i do swerve everywhere i don't want to be pulled but over. you could but, yeah you could if you want i could if i wanted to the yeah. world's my oyster at four thirty in the morning i uh i drove into madison today on the belt line and when i do i always think of ben kenny because i've heard him rant about the belt line and when the flex lane is or isn't open these are the things that ben loves to rant about this in golf and you know airports and you know just ben kenny things and the flex lane was not open today, but I tell you what, that doesn't stop some folks. And they zip through oh. there at 85, and I'm sitting there, and I, I felt like I felt like an old man. I felt like Ben Kenny complaining about it. That's not what that no. lane is for. No, the, the flex lane is Madison's Autobahn. There's no rules yeah. on there. There's no laws. Like, it, it, I've never been on it. Like, it's never open when I'm driving. Yeah. The belt line could be backed up for freaking days. And they won't have the flex line open. I don't get it. I don't get it. They'll never get it until maybe the day I drive on it. I have no idea. From John Nolan Drive to Fish Hatch, it could be backed up and the flex line's not open. I don't know where those roads are. I just, I, those, when I want to sound like I know the city, those are the names that I always, I always reference. I'm a decent they're, they're person. On, they're on the belt line. That's a, not far of a stretch, but they're there. East well, Wash, not on the belt line, but I know that's a road as well. Of course, short for East Washington, but locals, they say East Wash. I East Wash to work in the morning and at night, so. Well done. I want to tell you about something that happened to me in California last week. But before I do, I, I do want to talk a little bit of sports. I feel like we need to fulfill that requirement at least oh, a little. Yeah. 
Two Brewers things. I got a call right before this break. Uh, one of our listeners who listens and calls from Phoenix, and he was like, so happy to get Christian Yelich out of town, sick of him. <laughs> your callers are much more aggressive than mine, I would say. Not all, but a lot. Your, your callers, will, they'll come for next, right? So Christian Yelich on the year so far, 21 strikeouts, seven walks. Enlighten me and enlighten us for maybe we don't get to hear your show every day. What have your callers been saying about Christian Yelich? <laughs> uh, well... By the way, it's great to be on in WKTY again. I know the past is not great. Christian Yelich. Well, Rowdy had an amazing stat today. It was Christian Yelich is striking out. So if you take out his uh, hits, his few hits that he has had, mm-hmm. he's striking out. So not even putting the ball in play, like even to, to, for like someone to make an error. He was striking out. It was like over a 50 or it was over a 50% clip that he was striking out. I'm like, wow. And the normal, you know, rate for someone to get hacked off has around thirty percent. Yeah. So uh I, I think the callers have like shunned him. Like it's not even like even talked about besides, you know, what are we gonna do with this contract or can we just bat him ninth? Yeah. And I said he's trending to the bench, but they'll never do it. Like they'll you'll never put Christian Yelich on the bench. The twenty seven, almost twenty eight million dollars speaks volumes. When he's taking, you know, a private jet, you know, with with Braun and, and Margaret Anasio in years past. He, he's a made man with the Milwaukee Brewers. The callers, you know, it, it, it basically is like one of our guys, Kyle and Stoughton, he talked mm-hmm. about how he's ashamed to wear his jersey. Uh, another one had said, like, like maybe uh, I think Tommy had said they're going to use his jersey as an oil rag in his uh, garage. So it's not, I mean, there's still uses for the jersey. You can use it as an oil rag or something, but it's, you know, it's not good, Grant, but it's not good for the Brewers. Like, yeah. you're married to this guy for a long time. I know J.A. Krebs, one of my listeners, yep. and your listener yep. as well, no uh, talks like, just just cut him. Just, just cut him. Yeah. Like, that's not happening either, though. Like, Can't you're married that. to this guy. It's, it's it's not a good marriage. It's like the one where the parents live together, but they sleep in separate beds, and uh, they're making you know everyone else hurt in the household. Sometimes, but right now, the Brewers are good. So yeah, good. sometimes separate beds are, are okay. Like, I went on vacation with my lovely girlfriend last week, and we visited her grandparents. They had a big house, right? They had a big family, lots of bedrooms. And, you know, they didn't let us stay in the same bedroom, mm. which, which was, mm. which, you know, bummer. Oh, but then when I got him that separate bedroom, I'm like, I'm going to sleep so, I'm going to sleep so well tonight, like, selfishly. And sometimes you know separate beds are okay. You're being a respectful man to the elderly. Like, oh, my goodness. To the grandparents. You're, setting, you're making a good impression. So that's, that's why you sleep good, too. Look, my, my generation does a lot of things poorly. But, but one, one thing that I do not fall in line with on my generation, I respect my elders, Ebo. Okay, that's never something that, that I will fail to do. The Brewers, really quickly, I thought of you the other night. Uh, Corbin Burns allowed to go eight innings by Skipper Craig Council. I, did you have a party the other morning? That's that's got to be good, right? Good for you guys. We we almost we debated on debating, so we debated I on debating it. on freaking out about him not going the full length. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he only had he only had eighty nine pitches. But here's the thing: <laughs> I knew it. Brandon Woodruff just went on the IL with the shoulder inflammation, you know, and yeah. the Brewers are already up big. Let Corbin Burns look the best he looked in quite some time. Uh, Craig Council even said that was probably his best start he's ever had. So, Grant, I love the fact that he went eight. I almost wanted to make a stink about he should have let this, uh, to finish the game, but I got to pick and choose my battles, and that one wasn't a battle I wanted to choose because there will be a time down the road where yeah. Council will pull him in the fifth inning when he's like got like 40, 50-some pitches, and he's got like a perfect game going. I'll, I'll save it for them. Yeah, there, there will be opportunities to fight that battle. I would have fought you. I would have met you on the battlefield, and I would have known that you were trolling me 
and you would have known that you're getting me worked up and and you're causing me stress and and harm to myself and it would have been fun but we have a <laughs> we have a long season to do that we're talking with ebo on twitter at ebo says how was the lil wayne concert by the way i don't know if we oh. spoke about it directly what was it like give us a, a review uh, oh, I saw Lil Wayne a couple of years ago in Madison as well. It was just it was the same as that, except a little longer. So when okay. I first saw Lil Wayne, he was on stage for maybe an hour, but performed for 45 minutes of it. He let his little posse come on and, and like, for 15 minutes. This time, Wayne was on for, like, an hour and 15, hour 20, but he let his posse come on for, like, 15, 20 minutes. It was all the bangers. All medleys, never a full song. Okay. He gave a shout out to a guy in a Reggie White jersey and said, "Go Pat, go." So that was lit. And then, um, you know, I, 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 it was good. Like, you know, it's Grant. You've been to a lot of concerts. Yeah. Rap concerts are different than a rock show. It's like, hard. It's, you know, it's hard. Like I empathize when people bitch about rap shows. It's like it's rap though. Like the guys up there wind it. Like you can't perform the same way. So I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, and you know, there's a there, Weezy had a DJ and a drummer. It, it was a very cool experience. It was sold out. You're shoulder to shoulder. I ran into a bunch of listeners, obviously, uh, that were there that were pumped, you know, to you know to, to be seeing Weezy as well. So it was really fun. Um, I'll be open and honest about everything. I got my ticket through work. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Sure. But I'm glad that I got to see Lil Wayne and was there, and he gave a shout-out to Reggie White and the Packers. Well, and I I think if you go to a lot of concerts, it's important to make that distinction, right? Like, if you get tickets or if if someone's playing around the corner or if it's on a Saturday night, like, there are shows I would take a vacation day for. There are shows I'd spend $100 on a ticket and drive. And then there are shows where it's like, Oh, tickets are twenty bucks, and I live three blocks away, and it's I. Then I'll go. I I think you need to make priorities, and and you need to kind of get things lined up. Tickets at secondary market tickets because it was sold out immediately Mm -hmm. when the tickets went on sale. Tickets the night of, like if you want to get them secondary market, we're going for seven hundred dollars. No way, seven hundred dollars for general admission. You know what it is. I think think, I think originally they're like a hundred dollars. It's those rich trust fund students. Who it's the Ben Kennys of the world? That's what it is. The Ben Kennys of the world who go to school here, who got rich families out east, out west, right? And they can just pipe the money in. Uh, ben just yeah. texted me. I hope he's not listening. Yeah, the, the elitist, the east and west coast elitist grant. It's you know, I'm surprised Ben wasn't there. He's trying to be smog and trying to rub elbows with everyone. <laughs> I um, I went to a concert last week in Palm Desert. I'd never been there before. Uh, it's called the Acrisure Center. It opened in December, and it is home of ready for this, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Hockey oh, team. God. Can you believe Coachella, that? Co- what? Coachella Valley Firebird hockey team? Yeah, I, I don't know what level of hockey it is. I, I don't, I'm not a hockey guy. They, they could be an NHL minor league affiliate or whatever. Maybe they're the same level as the Milwaukee Admirals. I don't know. New I, arena. I have no idea. Very cool. But I, something happened to me in the parking lot. So the parking lot is huge, right? Because it's on the edge of town. It was just built. Huge parking lot. So we parked probably like a you know, like a 10-minute walk away from the venue. So we're walking through the parking lot. I grab a beer out of the trunk because I'm like, oh, well, I'll drink this on the way, right? Naturally, we've all done that at a brewery. It's second nature. I get to the gate, and, and the woman who's who's waiting to let us in sees me with this beer, rushes to me. She's like, you can't Uh-oh. take that inside. I'm like, oh, I, I know. I'm just, I wanted a beer for the walk. She's like, well, they have, we sell beer inside. And I'm like, I know, I just, I wanted one for the walk. And I start, like, chugging it down to get rid of it. She's like, there's more in there. I'm like, you don't get it. It was very interesting <laughs> to see that this woman just didn't understand a part of culture that is so, like, the brewers have trash, half dozen trash cans by the gates because they know people walk with their beer. Yeah. This woman yeah. had never seen this in her life before. I thought it was hilarious. 
I think all you had to say, Grant, was I'm a Wisconsinite, and then everything was settled immediately. Like, I, yeah, I was I I was in <laughs> Vegas, and we were going to a pool party. So there, there was like an there was an hour wait. Like you had stand in line, you wait an hour, you eventually get in, yada yada yada. So we we brought stuff the pregame in line. Like we're the only people there in yep. the giant line, pregaming. And I'm like, all right, well I'm gonna try and sneak some of this into the pool party mm-hmm. because drinks one drink there was eighty eight dollars. Oh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and sneak alcohol in with me because I don't want to pay eighty dollars for a drink. So. I got it in my pockets, and you get to security, and they all start patting you down, and they're like, they're like, all right, well, obviously you got uh, these little shooters, you know, like the, the shooters. Yep, 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 the- yep. This guy's like, sorry, bud, you can't take these in, but you can drink it right here if you can handle it. I look at them right in the <laughs> Excuse eye, me? pop it open, and I just down it like it's nothing, like boom, boom, like boom, boom, two of them gone. Yeah. He looks at me, he's like, whoa, dude, are you gonna be okay? Shut and I, said, oh, and I go, I'm from Wisconsin. And yeah. immediately his his mood changes. He big smile and says, "Oh, you're fine, dude. You're cool. Then you're good. <laughs> yeah. Off you go." All you got to say, Grant, in the situation is, "I'm from Wisconsin." And then immediately people are like, "All right, these people are pros." Yeah, he's like, "All right, this guy's going to be the designated driver for the evening. Get this, <laughs> get this man behind the wheel." Uh, speaking of driving, before I let you go, Evo, I got a tweet from Mick. It says the flex lane is now open, so commuters in no, Madison. No, can no, rejoice. I know it's open. It's, it's only open certain times, so it's it's open like. Like 7 a.m. to like 9. Like, I don't know the times because I'm never on the road when it's open. So when I'm driving, it's not the X is on, not the not the green O. The X is on. So I know it's open, but when I'm driving on the Beltline, it's not open, open, if that makes sense. I look forward to discussing this with our friend Ben Beltline Kenny when he comes into <laughs> studio in an hour for Kenny and Halpern. Ebo, I appreciate you, and I will uh, let you know tomorrow because I think I'm going to hop on with you guys how the show is at your home and native Sylvie this evening. Oh. And, Grant, can I say one last sports thing before I'm out of here? Yes, yes, yes. Woody Johnson, the Jets, Gutekunst, Packers, just get this done because I'm sick of hearing the same conversation every day Likewise. for four hours straight on some shows. Likewise. Was not, that a- not my show, not your show, but some shows. Well, my show's only two hours. I, I might talk about it for two hours, but, yeah. This- get it done. <laughs> just get it done already. Jeez. Thank you, Evo. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, have, a, have a good night. Have fun tonight. Yeah, thank you. That is our friend Evo. Twitter, at Evo says... And you can listen to his program 6 to 10 every morning over the line. Thank you on the uh, the flex lane update. Why would you build a highway with a lane but only open the lane sometimes? That doesn't make sense to me. Well, there's not a lot of traffic. Well, cool. Let the traffic that's there spread out. I didn't mean to make this a, a traffic show. But when you're in Madison, you're driving on the Beltline, you just can't help but talk about it. I feel like such a local. Oh, my gosh. Let's take a, let's take a three-minute break. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show, and it's Neil Diamond Week. Thanks to Ebo for jumping on with us. Ebo says on Twitter, 6 to 10, over the line with Nelson and RJ and Zach and Ben Kenny is a family reunion today. Our whole radio family is here. We just spoke with my radio father. We will speak with my radio brother, Ben Kenny, coming up, and my radio uncle, Zach Heilprin, although he'll probably wait outside the studio until the show's done. That's fine. That's why we love him. Oh, that's Zach. We're going to talk Packers here after the break at 5 o'clock. I'm a little jealous of the Packers right now because they are living my dream. I'm not exaggerating. They're on their tailgate tour, and they're up north. 
and be like, oh, are they in Wapaka? Are they above Highway 10? No, 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 no. The real up north. Highway 8 stuff. Highway 2 stuff. They're in Ashland. They're in Superior. And earlier today, they posted a picture in Minong at the Jack Link's Beef Jerky Facility. That is God's country. When people say, oh, let's go up north. Let's go to Rhinelander. Let's go to Eagle River. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm." No. If you're not on 53, then you're not really doing it correctly. Is that rhyme? Maybe we can come up with a catchy slogan. When I go up north, as the Packers have done, I like to take, really, it's like the trail that the, the Jews took out of Egypt into Israel. I don't know if that, is that biblically accurate? It's like the path they took. Right from Eau Claire, 53, up through Shatek and Cameron and Rice Lake. Now we're getting up to Spooner and Trigo and Minong. Now we're into the good stuff. Gordon and Solon Springs. If we're so lucky, maybe we may take a detour on the highway, too. We go through Poplar, Maple, Iron River, over towards Ashland, up into Superior. Superior's a dump. Hey, take it easy. Superior is a city of industry. Superior is what is what moves that entire region up there. The economy, the jobs, the production. Superior is a dump. You, you city slicker, you. I wish I was on this Packers tailgate tour. I, I'm not going to get to go up there this spring. We always go up 53, and we go fish the steelhead run when they come out of the lake, and I don't get to do it this year because all my stupid friends are getting married. Get married, get married in a... Honestly, I think winter weddings are the move. Get married in January and in February and in early March. No one has plans then. Now, I love my friends to death. and I'll be at their wedding with bells on. Don't get me wrong. But April, now that it's getting nice outside, you're going to make me give up a weekend? I could be, I could be up in Spooner right now. You're going to make me come to your wedding? The Packers, the Packers are in Minong. Now, Minong is not a destination. And if you have a cabin in Minong, if you're from Minong, I mean no offense. Minong is the place that you stop when you're going to Gordon or Barnes, or you're going, Minong's got a couple great gas stations. It's got an A&W uh, to stop and, and get some nourishment. And it's also, of course, got a ton of beef jerky, if that's the kind of thing that you're looking for. So it really does set you up in every possible way. Minong is the place, and I'm jealous that the Packers are there, and I'm not. And I'm not going to get to go up to that part of the state this spring because of a bunch of weddings. What are you going to do? I guess I'll dance. I'll drink and eat for free. Don't get me wrong. I just wish I was up north like the Packers. Let's take a two-minute break. I want to come back and talk about the Packers. I got a lot of things to say. I got some frustrations. I'll air them out. Coming up next. Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. I have a, a wandering mind. I love looking at maps. Google Maps is just the best thing. I can zoom in and look at different things. I'm looking at a map of northern Wisconsin right now. And I mean northern Wisconsin. Above Highway 8. If you're not above Barron, you're not up north. Okay? Minong, Solon Springs. You hook a quick right on... What road is it out of Gordon? Oh, yeah. 
You go on County Road Y, that'll take you into Barnes. Then you're well on your way over towards Drummond. Drop down a little bit if you want to go to Hayward. Oh, Lake Grindstone, one of my favorite places. I love looking at maps. I love punching in places in Google Maps and then it telling me, like, you're X number of hours away. I think that's something that's unbelievable about the day and age in which we live. With the technology that we have and the reliability of our transportation, our cars, I could just punch an address in and follow it 20 hours. It could take me anywhere in this beautiful country. And I just think that's really cool. Spread some positivity to start Hour 2 of the Wisco Sports Show. Neil Diamond Week. I mean, the vibes are great. Good luck! This is the Wisco Sports Show. This is Neil Diamond Week. And if you're like, what is this? Well, we've been doing it for four days now, so let's catch on. We just listen to Neil Diamond, and we try to carry his spirit through the through our Wisconsin sports talk. It's a funny bit, okay? It's like the third year we've done it. It's part of the fabric of the show now. If you hate Neil Diamond, I'm sorry. You're stuck with it. It's one week a year. Just, just deal with it. 608-321-1670 if you want to join me to talk Packers. We, we had David Bakhtiari this week on uh, Bussin' with the Boys, which is it's just funny to hear the Mike Florios and the Colin Cowherds and the Bill Michaels and the Zach Heilprins have to say that. <laughs> Zach Heilprin and his update. And David Bakhtiari on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. It's just it's funny. It's funny to hear an official news voice, an official sports voice, have to say something that ridiculous. So we were reacting to those cuts a little bit earlier this week. And Bakhtiari said a lot of interesting things. Like, I'm not looking to hate on on David Bakhtiari and anything that he said. I thought the discussions they had about the NFLPA were really good, and and he was very open and honest about his recovery from injury and all the things that he'd been through. So I'm not, I am not trying to rip on David Bakhtiari. We are going to play a clip of Taylor Luan and David Bakhtiari and the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. They're going back and forth. I'm going to play the clip, and we're going to break it down. It's it's not personal. I'm not hating. I'm... I don't think I'm even annoyed. I just have two pet peeves. And both of these pet peeves were, I think, brought out listening to some of these clips. And then they were further brought out with the news that Aaron Rodgers and his comments about retirement or maybe driving the Jets away a little bit. Two pet peeves I have. And this one is just a tough reality. I'm not even sure that it's fair, but it's reality. Packers players from the last decade, I think, are just going to annoy me. And I know that sounds really harsh and really cold and really critical, but just bear with me here. I don't want to hear stories, and I don't want to hear commentary, and I don't want to hear discussions from players that were on these teams that failed miserably in their biggest games and their biggest moments for an entire decade. Like, oh, I remember this guy. He was a great Packer. Well, you know, he was a part of a couple of teams that really all peed down their leg in NFC Championship games. Sure, he was a great Packer, but they all kind of have this stain on them. And I say this in the most sports way possible. I'm not trying to be personal. I don't have anything against these guys personally, but as a Packers player, like, I, oh, look at this guy. I just went on a podcast. This guy's doing TV hits. It's like, they failed. They came up short. They didn't get the job done. And it just, it it irks me. Like, I, I am a Packers fan. Don't get me wrong. And I, and I embrace all these guys, but team just tripped up so many times over the last decade, and I'm kind of sick of some of them and I'm kind of sick of hearing from them. I'm sorry. That's pet peeve number one. And I realized that very much when listening to David Bakhtiari talk pet peeve number two, and this is more big picture. This is less focused on any particular Packers player or Packers team or anything specific with the Packers. I hate 
listening to players say, I understand it's a business. I understand the team's got to do what they got to do. I understand the business side of it. I understand it's a business. And then they proceed to complain about said business. That drives me up a wall. When a player says, I understand it's a business, but they cut my friend. Then you don't understand that it's a business. Right? Then you don't understand it's a business. So annoying to me. It's like, I understand it's a business. I don't think you do. It's like uh, the famous Seinfeld scene when Jerry's at the reservation desk at the car rental center. And he's like, I made a reservation. And they're like, we understand. We have your reservation. We just don't have your car. And Jerry's like, well, that's what the reservation is for. You reserve the car. And the woman's like, I think I understand a reservation. He goes, I don't think you do. I don't think that David Bakhtiari does understand it's a business. I don't think Aaron Rodgers does understand it's a business. I get it's a business. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. And I hate listening to David Bakhtiari, who, by the way, I looked it up, $109 million in career earnings in his time with the Green Bay Packers. He's talking with Taylor Luan, who has $82 million in career earnings and is now making a lot more because he's got a brand and he's got a personality and he's going to be able to use that after being with the Titans and, and probably long after his football career is done. And Bakhtiari is a recognizable guy. He's certainly built his brand being a Packer and being with Aaron Rodgers. These guys have made a lot of money. They're going to continue to make a lot of money. It bothers me to hear these guys who made all this money complain about how, oh, this one exec seven years ago made a tough decision to get rid of my friend. I had a friend on the team and now I don't. He didn't die. Josh Sitton didn't die. He just played for the Bears. Like, oh, uh, they're just uh, the front office. They don't take care of people. They didn't take the player out back and shoot him. They just said, hey, your contract's prohibitive. Go get paid somewhere else. And it's the same with Aaron Rodgers and his crusade against the people in the front office at Green Bay. It's a lot of the same. It's about the people. You got to take care of the people. The people make the team. I understand the people make the team. Here's the clip that kind of frustrated me. This is Bakhtiari and... Taylor Luan going back and forth. And again, it's not personal. It's just, I don't like players say, I get it to business and then complain about the business. I mean, how many times have you seen your locker room turnover? Because I mean, you were at Tennessee for a long time. Yeah, we, dude, I was lucky because after my second year, I think everybody I played with was gone. And in, in the O-line room or in the O-line room? room? Yeah, damn. in the O-line room. And then Ben Jones came in, then Josh Klein came in, then Jack Conklin got drafted, and then Quentin Spain was, he was an undrafted guy that came in. And then we, me and Ben, especially, we rode together for seven years straight. And that was like, Ben and I were like really like the nucleus of that group. And once we like figured out what we wanted our group to be like and how we all meshed, it was like a plug and play situation. Guys would come in and they'd see how things are and they would just gel to it right away. We had people have left and come back or told us like it was an, it was an amazing room. It really was. And that's where I think about you and Aaron. It's like, yeah, you know, it's going to happen having the changing of the tide and everything and knowing that a chapter in your life is over. But it's still like when you do look back and you're like, damn, bro, like that was awesome. It was so yeah. good being around those boys. It was so good being around those boys. Again, I'm not trying to be hypercritical. I'm just being 100% honest about my frustrations. I listened to that clip and, oh, it's really good being around those boys. You know what's really good is at least making it to a Super Bowl. Like at least getting there. I'm past the point where I'm complaining about Aaron Rodgers never winning a second. My criticism and my frustration, what keeps me up at night, is they never even made it back. And Bakhtiari was a part of that, and I know he got hurt, and it, things are out of these players' control. I get it. I totally get it. It's just guys being guys in a podcast. But I'm just telling you what I hear, telling you how I feel about what I hear. 
And Rogers has been saying a lot of these same things, things that were echoed in this podcast, the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. Rogers has been in this league, the NFL, which we joke stands for not for long. He's been in this league for almost 20 years. And I think he's handled his longevity very poorly because he's seen a lot of teammates who he likes get old and their skills deteriorate and they get expensive. So the team moves on from them because that's what's in the best interest of the team. And Rogers, a victim of his own success and his own longevity has not handled that well. Rogers is like a 95 year old person. That's mad at God and mad at the world because all of his friends died in their early eighties. Like, come on. You were blessed to live a long life, way longer than everyone else. How great is that? Think of all the extra things that you got to see and do and the time you got to spend with your family. Not only did you get grandkids, you got great grandkids. How great is that? How lucky are you? Very few people live to be 95. Imagine being 95 years old and you're pissed off all the time because your friend Brad died when he was 82 in his sleep. Oh, I'll never forgive God. The world's out to get me because all my friends are dead. Yeah, no kidding. You're 95. You play quarterback on the same team for 20 years. You're going to have teammates come and go. Oh, it's just so great being around those boys. Well, yeah, Josh Sitton, that was like 10 years ago. Can we get over it? Jake Coomer wasn't even good at football. It's just it's just not. The, the criticisms that I've heard of Aaron Rodgers or, or criticisms from Aaron Rodgers of the Packers that I heard, I, I just don't think they're well-founded. I think they're personal. A lot of the things that he said when he came back in 2021 and he did that scorched earth presser, which now we've learned after the fact, kind of irked the Packers because the Packers didn't think that was coming. The Packers met with Rodgers when he got back to Green Bay and they thought they hashed it all out and they handled it and then Rodgers goes up to the podium and blasts him for 20 minutes. The Packers weren't happy about that. There was no direct communication to use a Rodgers term about that. The Packers didn't know that was coming. That was blindsided. That was out of nowhere. Packers hated that and I think a lot of the things that Rodgers said in that presser were... (laughs) Maybe not 100% false, but they certainly weren't 100% based in fact. I think a lot of the things that he said were, were personal, his personal feelings or his personal need to come across a certain way, right? Which is a big narcissist thing. And look, I host a two-hour radio show every day. I care how I come across. I care about a chance to express myself because it's my job. If I, I couldn't do this job if I at least wasn't a little... You know, if I didn't enjoy a little bit sharing my thoughts and presenting like how I see things, that's my job, of course. So I I get it. I'm self-aware to understand. But when you have someone who's so narcissistic, it's always about I need to be the one who tells everyone the way that it is. I need to be the one setting the narrative. That's what Rogers has done the last couple of years. Rogers has complained about a lack of weapons. And I actually agree with him to a certain degree. I wish the Packers at some point post MVS draft post 2018 draft would have drafted another wide receiver and they drafted Amari Rogers didn't work. I wish they would have drafted another one that might've made a difference, but Rogers and the world on Rogers behalf says the Packers don't give many weapons. They don't give many help. Okay. Well, the first chance he has to get out of green Bay and go to the jets. What does he do? Well, I want to take Lazard with me. I want to take Mercedes Lewis with me. I want to take, I, I, I want Robert Tunyon on my team. Okay. So if the weapons were that bad all along, why the first chance you have to fly the coop, and you want all your friends, your buddies to come with you? I thought your friends and buddies weren't good enough. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Rogers has said in the past, and I don't mean to drag him for this because I think he's right a little, but he once famously said, Green Bay is not a vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me. I'm not sure that's ever been true. Maybe once or twice. Maybe Martellus Bennett wanted to come to play with 
Rodgers, maybe Jimmy Graham. I don't know. They had to pay Jimmy Graham a lot of money. It's not like Jimmy Graham came to Green Bay for fun and to try to chase a ring. He got a nice deal from Green Bay. Right? OBJ passed up the chance to play with him twice, two times, two times. He could have joined Green Bay the year that the Rams won the Super Bowl, the year that the Packers lost to the 49ers, and he could have joined the Jets last week or earlier this week. I lost track of time exactly when that was. And now OBJ's on the Ravens. They don't even know if they're going to have Lamar Jackson. And, and yes, he got paid, but I, I don't know. Rodgers thinks that everyone's joining teams to play with him. I mean, maybe Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb probably wants to retire. He's like the guy from Green Mile. He's like, I'm tired, boss. Like, I can't. Rodgers, man, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, but you're going to follow me to New York. Right? I, I'm reminded of LeBron and Carmelo. Right? Because LeBron, for years, would stump for Carmelo Anthony. We're, we're good buddies. Right? He's an all-time great. This and that. Would always sing the praises of Carmelo. A great friend. Right? They were always hanging out. There's that iconic banana boat picture. Right? But LeBron had multiple opportunities to bang the table, try to go get Carmelo. Right? LeBron holds a lot of power. Held power with the Cavs. Held power with the Heat. Power with the Lakers. There were opportunities to get Carmelo. Carmelo was on the Blazers. He was on the Rockets. He was on the Thunder. There were chances for a LeBron James team to go get Carmelo. And despite all of the great things that LeBron said and, and felt about Carmelo, I believe were legitimate, never really made a push to go get him. And I feel maybe the same is, is true about Aaron Rodgers with some of the players around the league. It's like, man, Rodgers, great. Outstanding, all-time great. And nothing but respect. Well, do you want to go play with him? Well, I mean, somewhere else going to give me more money, though? Like, I'm... I don't need to play in I don't need to play with Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm not sure people are flocking to play with Aaron Rodgers. Let me sum this up because I feel like I've just been complaining a lot. Let me sum this up by saying this. Ryan Rossillo always says this on his podcast when Aaron Rodgers comes up, and I agree with it, and I'm basically just going to steal his take. I'm just going to paraphrase what he says. Aaron Rodgers keeps saying and kept saying how bad he had it in Green Bay. Right? I'm going to need specifics. I'm going to need more. Because when I go through all the criticisms that we kind of heard from David Bakhtiari on this podcast, criticisms that we heard in that presser in 2021, things that have been said on McAfee, I'm like, okay, so you you got it so bad. But you're not playing for the Browns. You're not playing for the Texans. You've been in multiple NFC championship games. Team drafts really well. They keep their salary cap in order. Also, the Packers pushed a lot of the chips in the middle of the table for Rodgers last few years pushed money out, kept Aaron Jones around, paid David Bakhtiari. In the deepest of downs of Brian Gutekind's heart, probably like, I don't really. There's probably a lot of hesitation on that Bakhtiari contract. And it would have been warranted. Look how it's worked. Look how it's played out. I don't know. Everyone wants to say that the Packers are so poorly managed, and we'll talk about that next. Packers are so poorly managed, and they don't treat their players well, and I got it so bad in Green Bay. I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more. I'm going to... I'm going to need some more evidence on that because I, I, don't, I don't really see it. And everybody loves to play the victim. I love to play the victim. We all love to play the victim, right, one way or another. We all love people feeling sorry for us and people, people are going to be on my team. We love that, of course, but with the Packers, like, oh, you got it so bad in Green Bay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to see some evidence. I'm going to need, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna need, need you to cite your work. Show your work, please. Let's take a three-minute break. Colin Cowherd said something funny about Aaron Rodgers today. I'm going to play the clip. I heard on the Bill Michaels show, and I'm like, that's interesting. I'm stealing that. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Hear from Colin Cowherd and talk more Aaron Rodgers coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
surprise. Pour me a drink. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. It's Neil Diamond Week. Going to be joined by at least one half of Kenny and Heilprin before 6 o'clock because I'm hanging out in Madison today. The studios of WOZN where Over the Line hails where Rowdy Nelson, Ebo, Ben, and Zach. I know Ben's willing to jump in. We'll see about Zach. Maybe I can maybe I can coax him. We'll come hither. Come on, Zach. Get in here. Got some Badgers questions. Kenny and Heilprin's been on fire. Spring ball in full swing. Spring swing, some call it. I don't think they call it that. I'm not a local. I don't I don't know the, the lingo here in Madison. It's Neil Diamond Week, and you can call and join me to talk Packers. We talked Brewers and Bucks already, but I suppose if you want to bring those teams up, I'll go there with you as well. 608-321-1670. Different studio, different number. Sorry about that. But you're bearing with me. We got a call. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Eric on I-90. Eric on I-90. I knew, see, you as a caller, you, you're sharp as attack. If there's a different phone number, you, that's not stopping you. No, and I kind of like people not knowing who it is when I call. Right? You come in in, in a, a, a cloak of anonymity. Right. Everything is cold now. Everything's <laughs> stone cold. You're not prepared for where this is going to go. Okay. All right, so but I'm gonna stick with your topic. I'm gonna I'm gonna be gonna be a gracious caller. Okay. Right. I appreciate oh, that. It's Packers, right? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I made this point the other day, but I I, I think it, it it needs repeating. Aaron Rodgers has nothing to do with the Green Bay Packers going forward. Okay. Gutekunst could care less about him. If this was a farming operation, Ooh. Aaron Rodgers would be like an old piece of machinery sitting in the weeds that we're not going to use anymore. Okay. He could care less. I could actually show you a picture of Aaron Rodgers just sitting in the weeds right now. Yeah. And nobody cares. Right? Because yeah. he can't lose. First thing, first thing he got when Aaron Rodgers left, was he gained like two or three roster spots because he could get rid of Cobby and get <laughs> yeah. rid of that get rid of that tight end that's like forty seven years old. Yeah, Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis, right? Yeah. I just gained two valuable roster spots right there. Mercedes by the way, Mercedes Lewis might be the tractor that grandpa bought in nineteen sixty two and it still works great because tractors live forever. They, they those things don't quit. They right. things that's were built exactly different back in that was. day. Yeah. Right, that's exactly, but it doesn't have air conditioning. True. It won't hold the equipment anymore. Mm-hmm. It's good for running some sort of conveyor or something else that you need a PPO shaft for. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's about all it is. Yeah. Agco right. Alice or uh, maybe an old case, old case yeah. IH. Yeah, right. It's an old Alice Chalmers. That's that, yep. exactly what, that's what it's called. Not Mercedes Lewis, Alice Chalmers Lewis. <laughs> We're going to get rid of him. Perfect. We're getting rid of Cobby. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Tesla, hot Tesla coming in. We got a little traffic problem. Anyways, um, so that's what I think about that. I mean, he could care less. The draft picks, I mean, that's that's a 50-50 shot on all these draft picks. Mm -hmm. You really don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. He could care less if he trades him now, if he trades him in June, whatever. Yeah. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is brilliant because I think he's the guy – who leaked that he's the problem because he has a, believe it or not, and I can testify to this, 
Okay. You guys have not been talking about them a lot. No. And now we, we had to get something in there a little bit. So if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd leak that. I'd say, yeah, I'm the problem. He obviously doesn't care what anybody in Green Bay thinks of him. If he did, he'd have shut his mouth seven years ago. That's true. Right? Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. I, I just, I don't know. I, I wonder. It, it just never works well to to ponder retirement publicly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I, I don't think there's anything to be gained from that. Unless you're looking for a new contract. Like, like I remember Charles Barkley a couple years ago on TNT. He's like, I don't know. Maybe this is my last year. And I always see that. And I was like, well, he wants a new deal. And he got one. Football's a little different. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like Rodgers pondering retirement scared Devontae Adams a little bit. Maybe it scared the Packers just enough to, to draft Jordan Love. Maybe they were on the fence about Jordan Love and Rodgers talking about retirement pushed him over the edge. I, I don't know. The, this report that the Packers and the Jets basically had a deal and then it fell through because the Jets got scared about Rodgers retiring. I, I don't know what to make of that, Eric. I think they've been all in on Love since the day they drafted him, right, wrong, or different. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to come up with a plan, stick to the plan, even if it's crappy. Still a plan. It's you're still organizationally right, on a path. Yep, yep. Right. Yep. If, if we all stay in the course, if we got, listen, it's just like their offense. It's just like LaFleur's offense. This year he's going to get a chance to see if his offense really works. Yeah. He doesn't have somebody mucking it up. Uh, Eric, before I let you go, I don't know if there's a single more qualified person in this community to speak on this. Is is everything under control around 94 and 90 uh, between Black River Falls and Fort McCoy with that fire? I hear it's a real big one in the sky. It looks a little gray. Is everything, have you heard or seen anything? I have seen some smoke out there. Um, it's not as big as the one that was in the CETA yesterday. Okay. The CETA had a big one yesterday. And somebody, I guess a bunch of tires caught on fire out there, too. Huh. It was black. You can see that fire from the CETA. From a long ways away. I'm not seeing anything out here. Well, the Wisconsin DNR, a Department of Natural Resources, you know that, but for our listeners who maybe don't, right. uh, they're saying that the 2,800 acre wildlife or wildfire uh, in Jackson County is 48% contained. I wonder how they come up with that math. You're an engineer. How do you come up with that math? Well, you're just trying to come up with something because somebody's asking. All right, I got They you. got no idea. Yeah. They got no idea how contained this is or not. Forty-eight percent contained. We've got a fire. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. But no, no. If it's 48% it contained, it's not sense. contained at all. Right. That means it's 52% uncontained. No. Well, right? now, now, now we're dealing in hysterics here. Oh, speaking of a fire, Eric, I was in California. I got to tell you about this. I was in California, and I was at a concert venue last week, and someone, an indoor hockey venue, right, like the XL Energy Center where the Wild play. And someone in the yeah. section, a couple rows behind us, I think was smoking some pot because you could smell it. But it kind of lingered. Right. And then people started looking, and, and there was a little bit of commotion. And it, it gave the impression that maybe something wasn't okay. And this woman, like 10 rows behind me, yells, it's on fire. And I'm like, oh, boy. And people started panicking. And, right. and I'm like, you cannot yell. You cannot yell that in a venue full of people. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. That freaked me out. I in the moment, Eric, I was like, "Holy smokes! You got to be careful what you're yelling out there, ma'am." Sounds like a hot box got out of control. Is what happened there? <sighs> hot box on on somebody's, you know, dress or something. Could be. Hot box out of control. Love, oh my 
Um, so, uh, just a couple other topics. I love the play-in <laughs> oh. tournament. Yeah, yeah, has it been great? I talked about that earlier in the show. I'm I'm glad, Eric, and we can wrap up with this. Like when I first talked to you years ago, you were like, oh, "I'm getting into the Bucks," and now you're calling in and singing the praises of Adam Silver and the the games between the eight and the nine seeds. Look at how far we've come. Right, that, that was a good game last night. Boy. I mean, come on, you missed 23 free throws. I mean, just, you know, you're gonna lose. Yeah. You're gonna lose. I don't care who you're playing. They're free, Eric. They're called free throws. They're free. Well, right. Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, love the love the clock and, and baseball now too. I've watched some of it. Yeah. And it, it has it has had an exponential effect on it because the other night I was watching. Oh, Brewers right fielder. Oh, I should know his name. Bob Weimer. Yep, Joey Weimer. Weimer. Joey Weimer. He stole second. Yep. All right. Yeah. And then he then he got called out at third. But all of that stuff is happening faster as well. There's right? action. Like last year, I would have killed for someone to get thrown out at third because I would have meant there's someone on base and they're running and they're moving and that's baseball, right? The hitting, the running, right. the stealing, Everything. the throwing, all that. Eric, I got to take a break. I, I just realized what time it is. Drive safe out there and avoid fires, please. I worry. Have a great day, Grant. You as well, Eric. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Call back tomorrow. It'll be the finale of uh, Neil Diamond Week. I don't have my normal phone. The normal phone has a clock in front of it so I can see how long I've been on the phone with someone. <laughs> Look, I just talked to Eric for like 10 minutes. But I appreciate him sticking at least at first with the topic, and then I started talking about people yelling fire in a crowded theater. Let's take a five-minute break. We'll come back. I do have a clip from Colin Cowherd that I want to play, and then joining us at the end, we'll speak with my radio brother, Ben Kenny, to wrap things up. It's the Wisco Sports Show. Back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everything so that those people have a good time and they want to come back again. I would take no chances with losing my audience to some young whippersnapper. <laughs> Wisco Sports Show, day four of Neil Diamond Week, and what a week it has been. Ben Beltline Kenny from Kenny and Heilpern will join us here in about six, seven, eight minutes. Kenny and Heilpern coming up at six o'clock. He will be in studio or I guess more accurately, I'll be in their studio right before they go on because I'm hanging out in Madison today. 601-321-1670. Tony is in Texas. Tony, hello. How are you today? Uh, Good. Hey, you know that Neil Diamond Week reminds me of going to a Red Sox game and you got to get to Boston, man. Sweet Caroline, they play, I think, seventh inning or so. Didn't we already talk about this this week? Was this you that I discussed this with? I don't remember. Yeah, you got to get out there. You got to get out there. Hey, so I know you're talking little Rodgers. I really don't have much to add about that. But as a Packer fan and and as a, a fan of the management of actually what they're trying to do, I don't blame them for not trading him right now. Just have a stare down with the Jets. You got your quarterback already. You know, let let's just wait it out. I'm okay with it. I have no problem with that. I'm I'm just a little frustrated that the sports media and the sports world at large is treating the Jets as if something is owed to them. It's like the Jets are, a, respectfully, a poverty franchise. They can't find the right quarterback. They're playing a wide receiver at quarterback last year, and, and this is supposed to be on the Packers' terms? That's not how this works. No, no. And if you look back at your Packer history, back, I think, in like oh, 2001 maybe or so, Grant, mm-hmm. the Packers traded uh, – Traded a young Matt Hasselbeck to to the Seahawks, and 
they didn't get much compensation for for uh, that that pick at all. They got they got Jamal Reynolds, who ended up being one of the bigger busts ever. So uh, I don't blame the Packers. Hold out till you get what you want. Don't make the trade until you get the compensation you want. I prefer more than what they got for far, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, gotcha. Hey, NBA though, I, since I, you know I'm a big NBA guy. You are. And I got to talk about this uh, Pelicans game last night against the Thunder because Zion Williamson, and this is what probably drives Dave from from Monona crazy. The guy takes a PTO day in the biggest game of the, of the of the year. I mean, decides not to play. He's out of shape. He's lazy. And, and, you know, he's this American AU player, number one draft pick. You're talking about number one draft pick. Yeah. And then they lose to the Thunder, led by, you know, the Aussie, Josh Giddy, who looks like he should be in a in excess cover band. Yeah. And then they got they got Lou Dort and, and, and Shea Gilgris, and, and these guys just go in there and take it to them. So that was good basketball, and I was right. That that Thunder team is a good young team, and I think they got a chance to, to actually sneak in there. But – no, lastly, Grant, that Lakers and Wolves game, that was just really bad. That was bad basketball, Grant. It, but it's too bad. Good. It's too bad teams. That's the thing. Like, there's a reason that those two teams are in the plan, right? Like, there's a reason the Lakers had to redo their whole roster. There's a reason You're that... picking the Lakers. What Aren't was... you? Mm, I don't know. You're on the fence. You like the Lakers. I mean, they're fine. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say about the Lakers. I think the Lakers have a puncher's chance the same way that... The Clippers, the Warriors, the Nuggets, they're, they're in the same class as everybody else, right? But I feel like within the last week, everybody's saying the Lakers are, like, people are singing their praises too much. They're, they have a shot just like everybody else. We need to calm down a little bit. Yeah, and, and the team that you were talking about that NFL compares to, I think the Bears are kind of like that. When How the so? Bears get going, everyone, everyone hops on that band, that bandwagon of the Bears. Interesting. A lot of media from Chicago, Northwestern graduates. I noticed that. There's a lot of buzz around the Bears when they get going. Interesting. yeah, I guess I guess the only reason that I I can't speak to that is because we very rarely see the Bears get going. So I guess I I I, <laughs> I didn't true. think about that. I, I didn't think about that, that, that at all. Oh Grant, God. the winner of the 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 Suns Clippers is coming out of the West. That's my call. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that because if the Clippers win that series, it means they're healthy and they're cooking. And if the Suns win right. that, it, it means that they're healthy and it just I, I don't know. It, there's so many variables for all these teams, and that's why I don't really feel that strongly about any Western team over the other. Tony, I got to take a break because we got to get to my uh, my radio brother, Ben Kenny, and, and wrap up the show. I'm glad I caught you here. Thank you for calling. All right. See you, Grant. Tony in Texas. Appreciate you, Tony. Speaking of the NBA, did this just oh, this came out earlier today and I missed it. Uh, Joel Embiid on the MVP talk. This is through Anscape. Black and everything in full form. Oh, so what used to be the undefeated. Okay, okay. Quote, a lot has been said, and a lot of people haven't been happy about how the whole thing has been going on, about how people keep bashing each other and all that stuff. Where was all that sympathy for me? People kept bashing me the last two seasons, putting me down, but now other guys are being put down. Now that's an issue. Look, Joel Embiid's going to get an MVP, and he's going to get all these votes because people are like, he hasn't got one. We'll give it to him. You won, okay? You got your way. You've been begging for an MVP for years. Everyone's finally caved and, and given it to you. Let's let's not complain about how the sausage is made now, okay, Joel? Let's just try not to give everyone a, a forearm shiver to the stomach in the playoffs, and we'll just be done with this MVP race. I was going to talk about that tonight. We didn't get to it. We'll push that to tomorrow because this MVP race has been annoying. 
But sometimes it's supposed to be annoying. Sometimes that's how basketball works. It's how the NBA works. I hate people like, oh, the, the, the discussion is so toxic. The MVP discussion is so toxic. Well, you're all wrong. Like, sorry. Like, if you think Jokic should be an MVP the third year in a row, you're wrong. Is it toxic to tell you that you're wrong? I, I, I guess if that makes me toxic, then I'm toxic. If that means I'm putting someone down, I'm putting someone down. Also, no one's ever said Embiid is not good. He's just not as good as Giannis. He hasn't been as good as Jokic the last two years. It's that easy. It's that It's that easy. It's the same with Bam Adebayo. When anyone ever tells me that Bam Adebayo is underrated. Well, he's not as good as Giannis. He's not as good as Embiid. When Kevin Durant was in the East, he's not as good as Kevin Durant. So, like, oh, okay, so he's in the discussion for about the fifth, sixth best player in the conference? Seventh best player? Eighth best player? Okay, sure, yeah. Oh, he's underrated. My bad. Sorry, we don't talk about him more. I need to be better, I guess. Jeez. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back. Wrap up. The Wisco Sports Show. Wrap up day four of Neil Diamond Week and turn things over to a couple members of my radio family, Zach Heilprin, Ben Kenny, Kenny and Heilprin. Back in three minutes, we'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, last couple of minutes before we turn things over to Zach Heilprin and Ben Kenny, who make up Kenny and Heilprin. Looking forward to the show tonight. Ben Kenny is here. Hello, Ben. Grant, it's a pleasure. Ben? To be on this esteemed program. Is it really? No, not, not solo, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ben Beltline Kenny. I thought of you when I was on the Beltline earlier today. <laughs> and I talked with Ebo about it. The flex lane not open. Just keep you updated. It was open on. when I was coming in. Yeah. I got a I got a couple of tweets. It was like it's open now. I was like, well, it, we're making it a thing. No, I had a I had a pleasant Beltline experience today. Oh. I always come back when we do our show around four forty four forty five. Yeah. Yesterday, or no, Tuesday was a disaster downtown. It was just busy. Just a it, it was a crap show. Is it because of the weather? It might have been because of a train, but it just backed it all up. It took me thirty five forty minutes to get in. Normally it takes 15. I saw pictures of the terrace around Aww. the student union. It was like, this is what I said to a, a coworker in lacrosse before I left today. I like nature documentaries and I love when they do the, the walruses that are all on the, like the, the ice shelf and yeah, there's, there's no su- room. There's sun no baby. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like any spare, <laughs> like that's what it looked like. Just any patch of grass, anywhere you could put down a towel and, and sit in the sun. Students were doing it. My brother was out there. He sent me a Snapchat today. It was just packed. The beach in lacrosse. Just packed. So lacrosse is a beach. Oh yeah, Pettybone Beach. Wow. Yeah, right on the Mississippi. It's actually. Well, I th- I think it's cool. It's right below the Blue Bridge. Yeah, but the water, like the problem is the water's really high right now because up north there's been feet of snow. It's all melting, so the rivers. I wouldn't swim in it. But yeah, watersheds, things of that nature. Yeah, things of nature, things of that nature, exactly. things of that nature. It's funny you mentioned walruses. I I go back to one nature documentary which I enjoy. Yeah. All, all the our planet stuff. There was one where all the walruses climbed up a mountain for some reason. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And they had the whole pack up there. And the only, it, it was so sad. Yeah. They all realized they had to get down to the water. But they can't. And the only way they could go down is by jumping off a massive cliff. They died. So they, so they had, <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh, but they had slow-mo videos of all the walry jumping off of the cliff 
and and completely tumbling head over heels, hitting Off their heads, rocks. and probably not surviving. It was it was really sad. I remember when that came out, and I saw that like there were criticisms of it. It's like how could you depict this? No, you like, gotta show nature, man. Nature's brutal. Yeah. Nature's brutal. Like the walruses. It was it, the dramatic music is what does it for me. <laughs> uh, I I wrote down a couple things throughout the week that I wanted to address with you. <laughs> they said it. They said it's like classical music, <laughs> kind of like Wisconsin football. Great on the Twitter sphere, posting videos of practice and yeah. access. And they had one recently where they set slow mo highlights of practice to classical music, which I thought was cool. Yeah, but it was like that. But instead of football practice and Phil Longo trouncing around with his play sheet connected to his belt, it was of walruses dying. Did your parents play you classical music when you were little? I feel like that's no, really, no. Interesting. I watch Baby Einstein. You ever you know what that is? Nope. Plug you in front of the TV. It's just shapes that move around, classical music. Gotcha. I thought maybe we had a similar upbringing. That's too bad. I thought of you on Tuesday. I told oh, you about God. this. I, I thought of you watching the playing game on Tuesday night because the Timberwolves are my Nebraska football. I didn't have a team like this in my life until this year. You'd always tell me about Nebraska football. You talk about Nebraska. How you love watching them. You can't quit them. I'm that way with the Timberwolves. They are a disaster or, or a massive win waiting to happen at all times. I can't quit them. And I thought of you earlier this week. Well, I, I've grown up because, oh. well, Nebraska, they weren't as interesting when they just sucked, which was last year. Mm-hmm. And then now they have a new coach who I really like and seem to be on the right track as a program. So they're not as fun because they might actually be good. Yeah, my yeah. new Nebraska is Iowa Ooh. because just institutional problems, mismanagement from every level. The offensive coordinator is the head coach's son, and there is a new clause in his contract that if they don't average 25 points per game this season, he gets fired. Which you can follow. That's the problem is we can follow along at home with that. We we like, will be following. I know along. you will be updating all of the. T- that's the problem. They needed to keep that under lock and key. Because now we're sitting at home with our calculators trying to figure out if the son, Brian, gets to keep his job at the end of the year, which is so messed up. But funny, no, but it's messed not. up. No, it's not. He should have been fired two years ago. Well, the thing yeah. is, you could you could uh, FOIA request, FOIA request that stuff, and it becomes public knowledge with, with contracts and clauses. So you can see the whole contract, not just the pay? Because with public employees, you can see the pay, but you can see all of it? I think so. Or maybe they wanted to get it out there to say at least we're trying to set a benchmark. Uh, The funniest part of all of it is all special teams and defensive touchdowns count. Because Iowa scores. Help him. (laughs) I I mean, Cooper DeGene, their safety, just toasted the Badgers. Uh, He's a safety and is the punt returner. He's incredible. He's going to score a couple times. The defense will score a lot. And then it's going to help him out, and we'll see if he keeps it. But they're my new, they're my new Timberwolves because it's incredible, and they have a real quarterback this year. They should be a real team. Yeah, they but got. They're, um, they're held back by Brian the guy from Michigan. You shot him out too. Yeah, Cade McNamara. Things of that. You you were you were trying to figure out if Mordecai was what was it the best quarterback right now in the Big Ten, and we were considering whether it was Iowa's quarterback who came from Michigan. Zach Heilprin is here. Hello, Zach. What a. And I mean pleasant in every pleasant word. Of course. Pleasant surprise. What's going on, guys? We're just talking Big Ten ball, you know. Yeah, you? I'm hanging. Yeah. We're talking about Brian Ferentz's contract. It's two football guys talking about football. A couple, couple college football non-casuals talking football. Well, you know, every group needs their strengths and weaknesses. I, what, what would your strength be to this group? To college football? Yeah. What, what, what do you bring to the show? Vibes and good questions. My job, I'm the point guard here. All right, I'm not, I'm not a volume scorer. I'm setting up Ben. I'm getting him to his spots. 
That's my job here. So he's using basketball lingo to talk about football? Well, he introduced the topic talking about the Timberwolves. Yeah, they're my Nebraska football, but I guess his his new Nebraska is Iowa, which I understand. He, explained, he explained well. Yeah. Well, something I want to ask you. Are you more excited to watch? This is one thing I wrote down. I'm very excited to get your answer on this. I'm glad that you're here for this. Are you more excited to watch Aaron Rodgers as a Jet or Graham Mertz as Graham a Florida Mertz. Gator? I'm actually, Why did I know you were going to say that? This is a... You know, I... I'll tease it. Coming up in eight minutes when Zach and I start our show, Mm -hmm. I'm leading the show with Graham Mertz. Which you should. It's not going to take up our whole segment, but there's something going on that I think people should be aware of. And I will mention Graham Mertz within the first three minutes of our show. I can't wait. All right. I can't wait. Well, you might not even win the job. Did you know that uh, young Ben Kenny here is Graham Mertz's doppelganger? Well, yeah, they look. Has that ever worked for you on campus? Uh, it has been brought up to him without us even by others, it. by yes. others, okay. by other t- former teammates of Grammar, by members of the Wisconsin football team. Skylar Bell. No, no, it's Daryl Peterson. Daryl Peterson, out of nowhere, the linebacker. I know things out of nowhere. Uh, said it when we had him out at Monks. He's, uh-huh. he, after the first segment, it's like. You look he, exactly like Graham he could, Mertz. That's all he was thinking about for the first segment, probably. He's probably. just like, I got to say something. Graham didn't see it. Well, Graham saw it a little bit. He said it was the nose. The nose kind of like. Yeah, Graham was in a pretzel. He was sitting at the table with us at Big Ten Media Days and likely did not want to be there. Probably not. So. Probably because of you, because he was like looking in a mirror. Sure. He's two good looking guys. Sure. That's I mean, what I'm saying. There's worse like, people to look like. Don't get me wrong. Well, it, depending on how he does at Florida. Yeah. You don't think he's going to win the job? I, he's come on, he's Graham Mertz. You know? I I think he will win the job, but he has to. It, it's not close to a foregone conclusion. Okay, yeah. it's a Hornibrook situation. He's going to get pulled. They're going to start somebody else midway through the season. Actually, a Jack Cohn situation as well, where he where they wanted they really well, desperately wanted somebody else to come in and take the job. Exactly. Yeah, but I think well they have Jack Miller, this kid from Ohio State that transferred there. Okay, I think he'll transfer out or try to get out if Graham Mertz wins it. I don't. Because Graham Mertz has definitely given it up. So? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Actually, Graham Mertz couldn't win games in, in the Big Ten. You think he's going to go down and win games in the SEC? Well, the SEC's top-heavy. There's a lot of bottom feeders well, he can work on. Florida, Florida, where we stand right now, is one of those did you slight let, bottom feeders. I was going to say, you, you guys just, can't let that did go you just by. Let casual over here say there's a bunch of bottom feeders in the SEC, unlike the Big Ten? I had to throw that out and see if... We're not going to go there. Uh, but one, Florida is, is close to that, and... I think it's going to be great for him to get out of a system uh-huh. that mm-hmm. somewhat hamstrings his talents. I agree. And obviously he didn't develop as a quarterback like we wanted to. But looking back in hindsight, he was surrounded by a somewhat dysfunctional offensive system. Wow. Okay. Uh, one, I'm glad you're in here for this because I do actually, I was listening to Kenny and Heilprin. I listened to the first half live. I try to catch the first half a lot, but the rest of the podcast, my drive here. How's uh, Tatum Grass looking? I'm a big fan. I covered him in high school. I'm a big fan of his game. Covered what do him. you mean by cover? Covered him. I went to- <laughs> I went to his games. So, <laughs> went to his games and like watched them. I or? was I was involved in the broadcasting of his games. And okay. Holman, all around athlete. I mean, they they just churn athletes. It's like my alma mater, Menominee. They don't, don't positionless football, just <laughs> athletes. Positionless football. It, rem, it rem, when he talks about covering things, it always reminds me of his trip to Madison that didn't happen to cover a Wisconsin basketball game that they were playing UW Lacrosse. They're playing your team. I don't I don't get credit for taking the initiative the, to do that. The, <laughs> The initiative of applying for the credential? That's a lot. Yeah. You know, you're, you guys don't get this. You're a big city. You're an intimidating bunch. I would have walked into a, an environment I've never been in. I've still never been to the Kohl's Center. I was not in control of not being able to come. 
I was needed to cover. I was probably covering a Holman game. I probably had to go watch Tatum Grass. Have you been to Camp Randall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not in the press box. Maybe one day. I, I don't. That's your no, domain. I don't. No, there's not enough not. room for multiple probably, alphas probably up there. Probably not. No. Well, yes. You and, <laughs> yes. You and uh, you and Colton. And I'm Jake. not joining this litigation. For the record, I, I've heard this litigated. I, I'm on Zach's side. Thank you. Look. I'll wear it. I'm wearing it. I wear it all the time because Zach keeps bringing it up. I'm not. I'm not you mentioned covered. I when you when you mentioned covered, I have to. Whenever I think about covered in you, it's not actually covering. Well, Tate Grass though. Yes, Tate Grass probably not going to start this year. I, he's, but we'll he see. Looked, he's looked good. Man. That'll that, just that, motivate that whole, him. Though. That whole inside linebacker room has looked really really good this spring, and he was running over Grover Bortolotti the other day. Yeah. Why are you guys making faces at me? I can listen to real college football talk. Why are you looking at me like this? Grover Bortolotti. Ran right through him. That's a fake name. Oh, it's not a fake name. name. He's very much on the team. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) Kenny and Halpert, I'm excited to listen. Thank you guys for joining me for the last couple minutes. Of course. Had I known, I probably would have stayed in the car before. That's why I didn't message you. That's why I didn't (laughs) message you. I said I have a better chance of Zach joining me if I don't say anything. Kenny and Halpern, coming up next. Justin Garcia talking Bucks smart. Eric Eager, Sumer Sports talking football. Wisco Sports Show. Talk to you tomorrow at 4. God knows I love you.